Real hip hop. You are tuned into the Media Lounge Podcast, your source for entertainment, music, and trending news. I am your host, Lee Montijo, and thank you guys for tuning in. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, The Media Lounge, and follow on Instagram at the underscore media underscore lounge underscore. So, guys, as you already know, I do have a special guest on the line this morning. On the line with me to talk about the making of the Universal Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx is Executive Director Rocky Bucano. Now, Rocky Bucano is currently overseeing the operations for the museum and is definitely no foreigner to the industry. Rocky is a lifelong resident of the Bronx, and in 1987, Rocky launched Strong City Records with hip-hop icon DJ Jazzy J. Now, that's just the gist of it. Read more on Rocky at MediaLoungeChicago.com. Rocky, before we get to talking about the Hip Hop Museum project, is there anything that you would like to add to the brief intro that I just gave? Uh, well, you know, my, my career really began when I was a teenager. Uh, you know, I'm one of the uh, early DJs of hip hop. So uh, I, I started as a DJ and then uh, worked my way into becoming a club promoter and then later becoming a concert promoter, helping uh, the great and Morton Hall, who passed away a couple years ago. So, you know, I've been in the music game for more than 40 years, and uh, I'm just excited to be part of the project that I'm working on now. Right, and we're excited to learn more about it. So the Universal Hip Hop Museum celebrates the history of hip hop music and culture. As we know, hip hop was birthed in the Bronx, New York. So it's only appropriate that this museum will be housed there. Is that correct? That is correct. We uh, start construction actually this December mm-hmm. on a 55,000 square foot space that will be the future home of hip hop. Love it. And whose vision was this, Rocky? So, very interesting story. Um, I, you know, although I've been involved with hip hop from the very beginning, this is not the first attempt to establish a museum for hip hop. Others have tried it, and for whatever reason, they're, you know, they just weren't, weren't able to uh, bring it to a uh, reality. Uh, I was working at, at another nonprofit organization after I had left the music industry. I was working as an executive director for an organization called Teamwork Foundation, which uh, manages the famous after-school basketball program called the New York Gauchos. And a real estate developer came into the gym uh, basically wanting to know if the Gouchers wanted to expand to another part of the Bronx and told me about an opportunity to uh, become part of another real estate project at the Kingsbridge Armory. And uh, long story short, that group that introduced me to the Kingsbridge Armory, uh, they were not able to complete 
the um, the proposal process with the city of New York because they couldn't raise the capital that they needed to demonstrate. But the city of New York was so interested in the gauchos that they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to partner with another real estate developer who they thought had a better shot at uh, prevailing uh, to uh, acquire the Kingsbridge Armory. And his name was Young Wu, a Korean real estate developer. And it was really Young Wu who uh, asked me if I had any idea of how to add a uh, entertainment component to his vision for the Kingsbridge Armory. And I and I told him, I said, you know, many people have been trying to get a hip hop museum off the ground, but I guess they didn't have the capital, they didn't have the location, and you may want to consider putting a hip hop museum as part of your project. And when when I told him that, he was fascinated because he thought hip hop was great, and he thought you know he he knew what a museum was, but he really didn't know what my connection to hip hop was. So he said, uh, you know, well this is a good idea, but do you know anybody in hip hop? And when I told him my background, he was really shocked that I pretty much knew everybody. So <laughs> quite impressed, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So long, long story short, he was the person that opened up the door for the Universal Hip Hop Museum to get started. Amazing. So you have this great vision and idea. I can imagine the work, the planning, and the budget, as you stated, that is going to take to build this museum. What next steps did you need to take to get the ball rolling on this project, and how much do you foresee the project costing? So we've been working on this project, you know, for seven years now. We have so many great you know, people working on it on all different parts from the curatorial staff to education committees and researchers and historians. So this project is seven years in the making. <clears throat> We've been working with the city of New York and elected officials at the state level. And we've, uh, you know, secured almost $12 million in public funding and another $12 million in tax credits. So basically just about $24 million to get the construction started, but we need, we need to raise about another $45 million to bring the project all the way to completion. So construction begins in December. We have a large capital campaign that has just started. Uh, we got some new icons that have recently joined the team, including Nas and his company, Mass Appeal. Mary J. Blige is now becoming one of our global ambassadors, and LL Cool J and his Rock the Bells uh, will be partnering with the museum to help elevate the awareness and, and really drive, drive, drive the mission of the museum out there to the general public. I love this. Everyone's coming together, and you anticipated my next question, which was last month, the Universal Hip Hop Museum announced that media and entertainment company Mass Appeal was the pointed agency of record for the museum. Can you tell us what exactly that means? So Mass Appeal and Nas, um, I met with the CEO, Peter Bittenbender, and he really uh, became fascinated with uh, all the work that the museum was doing to really create the first and official museum for hip-hop. And he told me about Nas's interest in the project and that Nas wanted to help us fundraise and really get to, you know, create a collaboration with Mass Appeal to work together on different events and a large campaign to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, which is in 2023. And coincidentally, that coincides with the public opening of the museum. So Mass Appeal basically became our agency of record to help with creative 
marketing, branding, partner, you know, corporate partnerships, and just making sure that the museum's content was was produced at a high, very high level. Absolutely, which will definitely be needed with such a big project. And I'm glad that the icons are coming together to help build this. They will be included in this museum as part of hip-hop history. So that's the segue to my next question. Let's talk about what exactly we will see on display in the museum. The exhibits, as we know, hip-hop has four elements, DJing, breakdancing, graffiti, and emceeing. What can we expect to see from each element on display? So the museum that we're creating, we really think of it quite differently than other museums. We want it to be the quintessential museum of museums. And I say that uh, basically because when you think of where hip-hop started, it really started as an art form made from creative minds of teenagers that really came from nothing. They, they created a culture that became the most popular art form in the entire world using two turntables, a technique called turntablism or scratching, b-boying and breakdancing. And they combined that with the, with the writing styles of the graffiti artists and the emceeing and the poetry. And this culture basically is, to me, the most innovative uh, cultural export that America has created in the last century. So what we're doing with the museum is built on the spirit of innovation. We're creating a museum that is not really just about looking backwards, but it's a celebration of the past, present, and future across all elements using the latest advances in technology. We've partnered with MIT and we're working with Microsoft and hopefully a few other uh, high-tech companies to reimagine the history of hip-hop, to bring it back to life so that the people that come visit the Future Museum can experience the history of hip-hop, which, as you know, continues to evolve because hip-hop is a living, breathing culture that, you know, continues to manifest in different forms and, and, uh, and fashions. But we want to make sure that the history is properly documented, so really excited that a lot of people are going to be able to tell their own stories because many of our icons are still living. So that's, that's, a, that, that's a blessing because we don't have to rely on secondhand stories or old interviews that doesn't accurately document their history as well as the history of that time period. So we're using artificial intelligence. We're using holograms. We're using mixed reality experiences. We're combining all these new technologies to bring hip-hop history to life. You mentioned how hip-hop has evolved. As we know, hip-hop has a huge influence in fashion. How will we see that in the museum? How will you display that and uh, showcase its history? Let's talk about fashion a bit, if you will. So fashion has always been part of hip-hop culture from the very beginning. It's part of the attitude, the swag, and the lifestyle. So everything from the early days with the gazelle glasses to the kangos to the pumas to the lee jeans, really showing an evolution of fashion over the years, each era, and how fashion really played an influence on pop culture from the big bubble jackets to the leather Gucci styles that Dapper Dan was uh, famous for and the uh, other you know, hip-hop brands that came out of that culture, everything from Dapper Dan and Gucci to how we, you know, have, you know, supported 
other fashion houses like Louis Vuitton and Polo and Timbaland and just really showing a complete evolution of hip-hop fashion throughout the years. I love that. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, let's talk about graffiti. Now, I'd like to say that maybe graffiti, breakdancing, that always hasn't been very mainstream. How will you display that in the museum? Where will the art come from? Can you talk a little bit on that? Yes, yeah, so uh, graffiti was actually around even before hip-hop started. So it wasn't really an official element of hip-hop until Africa Bambata, you know, basically, you know, coined the four elements of hip-hop and actually added a fifth, which is called overstanding, which is the educational part of hip-hop. So graffiti has always been this unique, uh, you know, alternative culture uh, for the people in the art world. So for us, it's really how to curate tagging, writing, aerosol art, so that people understand that it was more than just vandalism on trains. It actually became a mainstream part, you know, part, part of pop culture with artists such as Keith Haring, Andy Warhol, Michael John Basquiat, and others who took the graffiti art form and really made it into fine art, modern art that has become part of major galleries around the world. So artists will be, you know, we've already got amazing artists like Bay and uh, Fab Five Freddy, you know, has said that he would help support some of uh, our uh, art exhibits with some of the, you know, his own artwork and some of his collections. But we're reaching out to other artists that includes, you know, uh, some of the founding art, uh, aerosol artists and writers like uh, Riff 170, Phase 2, Tacky 183, people who were there at the very beginning, you know, of the uh, what we call the street writers. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be making sure that their work is celebrated in such a way that people understand that uh, their, their writing was a way for them to not just express themselves but to show their signatures, their design styles and unique ways and, and trains and walls just happen to be their canvas. So it's, it's pretty, pretty good. We're working with uh, photographers who documented uh, that whole lifestyle, uh, Henry Chalfont and Martha Cooper. They were there at the very beginning, and they photographed a lot of the artwork that came out of those days. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, the museum really has a unique blend of, you know, of technology and photos and artifacts that will come together to help t- tell the story and the evolution of all the elements, including breakdancing, break which, you know, was, you know, highlighted in movies like Wild Style and Beach Street and Breaking, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, really did not continue at the same level of commercialism as rap did. That said, breakdancing became super popular internationally, uh, and there are international b-boy competitions that Red Bull produces, and uh, it's attended by thousands and thousands of b-boys and b-girls from around the world, you know, competing for, you know, championships. So the b-boy culture is still very big. As a matter of fact, uh, through the work of crazy legs from the Rocksteady crew, the U.S. Olympics are now 
you know, incorporating that as part of their, their team platform, and it, it may be adopted at the next Summer Olympics uh, as an official sport. So, wow. you know, breakdancing break has gone from spinning on cardboard cutouts and mm-hmm. linoleum tiles in the South Bronx to becoming possibly an Olympic art, for, uh, an Olympic sport. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. So where can the artists submit their pieces to for consideration of display in the museum? So they can send it to our director of archives and collections. His name is Adam Silverstein. He's working with Paradise Gray, who's our chief curator. Paradise is from a member of the group X-Clan, and he has his own amazing uh, art collection called the Paradise Collection. So artists that and, – and basically anybody. doesn't just have to be artists. It could be people who have uh, become hip-hop collectors over the years. They can donate to – the museum by sending an email to archivesmgmt at uhhm.org. So that's archivesmgmt at uhhm.org. Perfect. And we will also have that information listed on our website, MediaLoungeChicago.com. Is there anything else that you would like to add to this discussion, Rocky? Uh, people can, you know, give their support to the museum uh, with small donations. We have a, uh, we've partnered with a company called Spot Fund, and we have an amazing platform where people can donate as, as small as a dollar or as much as they want and support right. the museum's construction and programming. And they can go to spot.fund slash hip-hop. That's spot, S-P-O-T dot fund, F-U-N-D slash hip-hop and go to that that's the museum spot fund page and make whatever donation all donations are tax deductible the museum is a registered 501c3 tax tax exempt nonprofit charity perfect we love it and i am super excited to see this idea finally come to fruition again the museum is slated to open in 2023 the 50th anniversary of hip-hop uh, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Rocky Lucrano, I want to thank you so much for your time this morning, and I'm excited to share this with all of the listeners. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to us, and we can reach out to Rocky. Or, again, I will have his information on our website, which is MediaLoungeChicago.com. Rocky, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas and the information on this ongoing project with us. We look forward to seeing you. One more thing. I almost forgot. My team will kill me. We're opening up a a sneak preview of the museum this summer at the Bronx Uh Terminal Market in the Bronx. It's called the Revolution of Hip Hop. So it's a, it's a sneak preview. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a uh, what we call an immersive journey through the first four, 40 years of hip-hop history, and it opens wow. this summer at the Bronx Terminal Market. Perfect. You heard that, listeners. Again, more information on our website. Rocky, thank you again for your time. We really, really appreciate it, and I'm excited to see the final project. You have a great one, listeners. Rocky, thank you for your time. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Real hip-hop. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah.
of y'all See, I'm an army of one So if you come in to blast me, bring all of your guns And motherfuckers won't shout at the funds But they flow so, so, mine's hot as the sun Stop, cause it ain't worth risking your health So hang your mics up, go and throw that shit on the shelf And yo, my shit ain't pitching itself So now I'm on the mound, try triple my wealth Swimming in dough, money makers spitting the flow Get up on your grind if you live in the gold Man, it's a trife life to a night fight, never back down, ask around for the right price, and walk with the bright lights, and follow them home, the streets ain't a joke, man, I'll swallow you whole, real hip hop is nothing from the shelf, yeah, it's what you felt when you listen to yourself, real hip hop, real hip hop is nothing from the shelf, yeah, it's what you felt when you listen to yourself, real hip hop, I rap the south side, hard as they come Uncomparable to none, we shining like the sun Bringing the heat to these streets, my pen scorching Not concerned about the fortune or the fame Unless it's my name on the train, rock a whole car I'm shooting for the stars, not in the soul law I'll tell you something about these rare rappers Yo, they so off, about to get hauled off My speech reach peeps like a sword off The game's begging for change, I'm here to rearrange Taking it back to the ride, Kim Based on it.